That short little blip is recognized around the world as the introduction to talks given at TED. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 41 of Exactly Enough Time. This podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity, happy colors, and connection. I am a storyteller and I love to interview friends and colleagues and talk about people, places, and things. Today's topic is ideas. So listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. So glad that we get to do this together every week. So, Ted. TED is internationally recognized as a source for brilliant ideas. And if you don't know, the TED stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. And it is on the TED stage where truly brilliant people share their best ideas. Their tagline at TED, ideas worth spreading. Well, my guest today has had so many ideas worth spreading, and she continues to have a huge impact on hundreds of thousands of people, especially women who seek inspiration and ideas for becoming their best selves and honoring people and relationships with creativity. Honestly, in the scrapbooking and paper crafting industries, Heidi Swap does not need an introduction. She is the remarkable creative director of her own personal brand, and you will find her products on the aisles of Target and every other major craft store. In our corner of the world, Heidi's name is synonymous with innovation. More importantly, Heidi is a woman of great faith, devoted to her family and to sharing and bringing light and joy into the world. Heidi is one of my very good friends and I am so delighted to bring to you today this interview that I had with her. Now, this episode with Heidi is a little bit longer than most. We might have just been having a really good time. I do sincerely believe it is worth your time. There are so many nuggets of wisdom and insight. But really, really quick, before I cut to the interview, I have an idea that I'm so anxious to share with you. It is an idea that I have been dreaming about for months and working on for weeks. And I am ready, finally, to share this idea. I'm going to share it first tomorrow with anyone who subscribes to my brand new weekly updates email. So if you're not yet subscribed, you can do so by going to stacyjulian.com, click on the contact link at the top of the website, and then scroll down to subscribe. And you'll probably want to get on that list because there will be a reward for doing so. I'm so excited. Get on the list right now, today. Okay, you guys be ready for a great discussion on ideas. Without further ado, I'm going to cut right to Heidi. Oh my goodness, Heidi, I am so happy that you are on my podcast with me. Like this is kind of a dream come true, dream come true. No, it would be a dream come true. If I was sitting in your kitchen, that would be way funner. Well, that's, yes, that would be better. Maybe we could create that at some point in time. I think that I wish that, or maybe what would really be good is if we were like back on one of those scrapbook cruises together. I was going to just say, if we were on the deck of a scrapbook cruise ship, that would be like the best. Again, that was very fun. Yeah. And Jeff actually was just home for lunch and I told him and he said, please say, 
hello to Heidi. I love Jeff so much. He's so awesome. (laughs) Oh, so do I. He's a funny guy. He's awesome. He's my, he's my, what do you call that? He's my, he completes me, but not in a weird way, in a very essential, necessary (laughs) way. (laughs) In a you would be lost without him way. I know. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is what I want to do first. I want to share with you my earliest memory, and maybe there's going to be a few memories, and I'll talk a little bit fast, but because I think there's going to be other people out there listening because of my age (laughs) who remember flipping through pages of CK Magazine happily, reading along, and then turning the page and going, what is that? Who is this? And like seeing something I'd never really seen before. And I was trying to, and I didn't want to even go, well, I don't have magazines to look up, but I remember a page where I believe you were, you had documented like maybe the scars that you had earned. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I actually just saw that scrapbook page. Um, it was just Colton's birthday. Uh, and so I was like going back, trying to find like some little tribute to yeah. him. And I ran, I ran across that page and I was like, wow, I've grown up a lot since that page. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I remember that page. I remember a super cool page. I want to say there was a family. This is this is the how cool my brain is and how much impact you made on me and so many others because you were so different when you came onto the scrapbooking scene. But there's another page where I want to say it's a full family on a beach. This is off the top of my head. Go brain. Full family on a beach. And then you had like labeled their names on vellum. Okay. Is that? Mm-hmm ring a bell at all. You're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then it's just your handwriting. And then the first time that I saw you at a CKU, I, it was the first time that I think I was like, we didn't say this back then, but, but fangirled in a major way. I thought, oh my gosh, there she is across the room. She's so cool. <laughs> and I just wanted to be within earshot because you, you just eek coolness. Uh, I'm just anyway. And then I'm going to share one more, one more memory is when I don't remember what event it was at, but somehow we were at an, an event together and you invited me to your room and you told me it was Emily was there and you were planning Creative Escape and you asked me to come speak at Creative Escape. And this, kid you not, is the first thought. Does she not know I'm a huge dork? Like, why is she asking me to come to her event and speak? That's how I feel around you. I just think you're the coolest and then I've, I've gotten to know you better. So now I know you're just real too. And you're very approachable and just so kind and thoughtful and generous. Well, I would, I would say the same things of, of you. I mean, I think when I describe you to people, I would consider you a mentor to me. I don't, I certainly don't see myself in the same way that you see me. <laughs> well, anyway, enough. I'm just super, super thrilled. and. Just so grateful that you would take time. I know you're extremely busy. And so I this is a privilege for me and for everyone listening. It's not that I'm extremely busy. It's that I just am disorganized and I want to get a lot of things done. And I just don't ever do it in a very like smart way. So it just seems like I'm hyper busy. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about possibilities. Oh. I woke up this morning and had a full intention of what I needed, what I wanted to accomplish today and where I needed to be at a certain time. And I, I got tons of stuff done, but none of it was even what I thought I was going to do. And I, and it was like all of a sudden almost noon. And I was like, I've had such a good productive day, but I haven't even done any of the things that actually I needed to do. <laughs> so part of that's really cool because you're super responsive. I just think that's part of your appeal is what I'm saying. I just will say that I can, and I know we'll probably talk about this more, but I can have a list of the things that are most important. And if I don't feel it, and if I don't, if I'm not excited about it, I can't even generate. I just have to feel connected to whatever that is in order for me to even get it done. Exactly. I do the exact same thing. I make a list and then I ignore the list while I do whatever I feel like doing. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. From the very beginning of me wanting to interview you, which is the beginning of this podcast, I thought if I ever get to interview Heidi, I just want to talk about ideas. Because when I think of idea people, you are at the top of my list. So I think it's a perfect segue from what you were just talking about, because I think the way you function invites ideas. So, and I looked up the word idea. This is kind of weird. This is the nerdy part of me. And it's just a thought or a collection of thoughts that 
is generated in your mind. Most of the time it said with intent, but also sometimes created unintentionally or spontaneously. So my first question for you is, would you say that most Heidi ideas are intentional or spontaneous? So I do have an answer to that. Most of my ideas are are derived from a from a problem. So I would say that's an intentional situation. Mm-hmm. And usually that's like something that I need or wish that I had or a solution to a problem or a, or a deadline. I don't mm-hmm. get great ideas unless I have a great need for an idea. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. So where, how do you generate the need then? So you've learned in your life, you've learned to, to invite ideas because you have lots of them, or maybe you just act on them. So I'm curious, I want to get inside your process a little bit. And, and so you have, you need, you know, you have a problem or you need a solution or you have a deadline, but I think there's a lot of people that have those same things and don't generate ideas at the level or the frequency or the the creative in the, in the creative way that you do. So let's, let's dive in to how you nurture them or how you invite them, how you respond to them. So what is your ideation process? That's kind of what I want to know. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple, there's a couple things and I will start out by telling you that I thrive on brainstorming. And, um, so I really love time and space to think. Mm-hmm. And so that's 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 hard when you're a mm-hmm. mom. And it's hard when you have a lot of demands on you, just taking time and space to think. And so I hope I can answer your questions. I you might be asking me things that I haven't super thought about a lot, but so I will say that always there's been a situation where like if I and let's talk about scrapbooking. You and I, um, we go way back in scrapbooking. And, and I think that it's something that you and I, even though scrapbooking has changed and evolved and will continue to change and evolve in, into just documenting life and storytelling, as I'm actually creating, um, whether it's a scrapbook page or an album or some mm-hmm. type of project that is a creative project, then I'll be like working and I'll be like, Oh, I need, mm-hmm. I need something. And then I flip into that brainstorming mode mm-hmm. and I'm super, 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 very much a visualizer in my head. And I can really get lost in visualization hmm. in my head. And I visualize myself going to a card catalog, which is weird. I know. But I will literally like close my eyes and imagine myself flipping through ideas in cards. That's cool. And and I just can like I'll start to recall things that I saw. There there they might be things that are on past projects or other mm-hmm. textiles or or just things and and things just kind of fly into into my mind that way. And pretty much at that point, like nothing would stop me from trying to figure out how to execute that, whether that means I've got to sew or I've got to punch or I've got to dig out a tool or I've got to go down mm-hmm. to the garage or even if I've got to go to Walmart at 2 a.m., um, I kind of get on this mission to execute. Hmm. And what I love about that is, is that my ideas, most of my ideas – are come from being in in the process. Somebody somebody kind of helped me define this about a year ago. I went I went to this um, health retreat, and it's called Movara. It's in Saint George, and Movara is like a made up word for movement. and And she teaches at this place. She said the inspiration and the motivation is in the movement. If you don't move. If you don't act, if you don't do something, the inspiration and the motivation isn't going to come. So even if right. you don't totally know what you're going to do or you don't totally know what the outcome is, when you start taking steps, 
then the idea mm-hmm. come. And this is so true for my creative process. Well, and I, and I love it because I think in our industry, especially because in, we both have a background in publishing, or at least in magazines, right? In con- creating content and writing articles, we would often write, people would write in and say, I need more ideas. Like, I just don't know what to do when I sit down. And I think what you're explaining and what I'm totally hearing you say and agree with is you start, whether you're starting a graphic page or whether you're start, whatever it is, start because that puts the brain in, in movement. And that's when the ideas come. You can't sit there and wait for them to come, but you sort of invite them by starting. Exactly. That right. I, I think then the next level of trying to harness ideas or, or generate ideas. Um, because I rely on good ideas for, to support my family, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not Mm -hmm. just, it's not just for funsies. Um, it is how I support my, my family. And so I have learned that I have to put myself into situations that require, really great ideas. And so what I mean by that is, and you know, the funny thing is this kind of, this kind of loops back around to you. I remember listening to you talk and I can't remember which event it is. I don't know if it was creative escape or if it was when we were in South Africa together and you talked about the importance of having a full plate. Now, I don't know if you would agree with this anymore because I because you know, kind of time season, and, and I don't know if I totally agree with this always, but you were talking to me about how the more you have to do, the more you get done, and mm-hmm. and I actually really believe this because if I have one thing that I have to do, mm-hmm. then I kind of dawdle around and procrastinate. But if I've got a bunch of stuff to do, it seems like I am so much more productive, so much more engaged, and then those ideas come, mm-hmm. and so I have found that in order to push myself, I have to put myself into a vulnerable position, like say that I'm going to teach a class, agree to speak at an event, um, agree that I'm going to have a Christmas release, or I have to put myself into a really demanding situation in order for me to produce. Because it doesn't just come for no reason (laughs) yeah that's that's so yes that's so it's so true and it's so crazy and you know what not that I like my plate to be full as full as it used to be but that's so true it it does need to do that I I signed up or I applied to teach at Roots Tech which is a family history conference in Salt Lake City and I was talking to a lady at church and she said so you're going to teach at Roots Tech again and I said yes and she said what's your class going to be about and I said I don't know and she's like, what do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, well, I, I made up a title and I have an idea, but I don't really know. And she's like, I don't get it. How? Why did, why did they accept your proposal? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> because, but, that, but I think that you're creating some urgency. I think what you're saying, I mean, I know there's especially like, actually the class that, that I'm working on is it's something that I want to get done in my own life. I'm not going to do it unless I propose it in some way, like you say, to teach it or present it. And then once I have a deadline, I'm like, okay, crap. Now I got to, I mean, pardon the French, but now I got to right. do this, right? I got to well, and, and get could, going. Now someone else needs it. It could even be like just being willing to, I, I'll give you one example. Um, I agreed to be in charge of the Halloween party at Connor school. Just the fact, like, first of all, he super loves it when I come into class. And, and this means that, you know, I'm going to have to prep. Yeah. I'm going to have to take time off. And yeah. I had no idea. And the teacher's, like, emailing me. So what's the plan? And I'm like, oh, that is, like, two weeks away. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a plan yet. like, four, you know, in 11 <laughs> days or something. Um, But just putting myself in the place where I need to generate ideas for that makes me it like heightens all my awareness and I'm looking uh-huh. around and I'm noticing things that I wouldn't otherwise notice even at the grocery store or even something on the radio or even just a billboard yes. that, that keys in like, Oh, that would be cool because I'm intentionally needing right. something fabulous. And it can't be something yeah. that I've ever done before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, 
Right. And so that is a part of your personality because, I mean, I've done Halloween parties at my kids' school before too, and, and I do a good job, but I don't do a Heidi job. So where does that come from? Where does the over-the-top, it can't have ever been done before aspect, where do you think that comes from in you? Does that come from a parent? Does that come from, like, talk to us about that for a second, because that's amazing. I don't know, but it's not even fun if it's not thrilling for me. Yeah. And so it's a novelty thing. You're chasing something. You're just chasing that. It's like a high. I want the thrill. My husband and Emily Waters and they'll tell you I'm an adrenaline junkie. And sometimes it's not good. And what I call it, I call it high levels of regret. So I'll get myself into a situation that is requiring more than ideally I either thought or want or or maybe my circumstances allow and I'll and I'll say something right. like I'm experiencing high levels of regret. <laughs> yes, remorse. Like fires remorse only commitment every remorse. time. <laughs> and this is now the joke. Every time that I get to my place where I'm experiencing high levels of regret, those have been my most fulfilling and amazing and um thrilling experiences and yeah. and I kind of knew that yes. about me but I I really thrive on on the adrenaline that comes from really intense um creative output <laughs> okay so this was not on my list of questions but real quick then what do you do to so where does the self-care fit in and how do you back off and rest? Like, what does that look like? Is that an intentional thing? Or is that more like a, I can't go anymore. So now I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know, take a nap or. I think that I've really had to learn that not in an easy way. Um, I, I will say this. So I'm a little younger than you, but not yeah. too much. I can remember about 10 years ago, and I know you just talked about this on your podcast, uh, you saying to me, Heidi, you're going to have to take a little bit better care of yourself. Because I think that you could see this part of you in me, and I was still a little bit younger. And so you're like, okay, Heidi, you're going to crash. And so you might want to be, um, <laughs> be aware. And, um, you know, probably some of your listeners may or may not know, four years ago, we lost um, – my 16-year-old son, my second oldest son, to suicide. That kind of just created right. like a, a brand. I can't talk about it without being emotional, so sorry. But um, when, when that happened, everything yeah. that I believed, everything that I did, everything that I thought I knew about myself went away. And um, for me at that time where creativity and and I would even probably have described myself as a workaholic um, because I genuinely like couldn't go to sleep because I felt like there was things I needed to be doing or, or whatever. Uh -huh. um, when we lost Corey in the way that we did, it caused me to just there, there and just right. doubt everything that I, that I knew. Honestly, like struck with so much grief Creativity was not even in the, not even on the table. Um, you know how I told you that I, I'm a visualizer and I have this place in my brain that I would visualize myself going to, right. to do these brainstorm sessions, which I know is weird, but it's like this, mm -hmm. it's this white room that has these white walls that I would, I would visualize in and mm -hmm. I couldn't even access that part of my brain for a long time long time. And, um, so I, I started to, to have counseling and to have coaching. Wow. Um, and what I learned is that I had to actually nurse myself back to health. I, I had to heal there. There mm -hmm. would need to be an ex extensive amount of healing that needed to take place. And mm -hmm. that required me to, um, sleep. Like I couldn't, couldn't stay awake anymore. I couldn't, um, eating was hard and yes, I was trying to use my work yeah. as a self-medication still, but because I couldn't access the creativity, it, 
it didn't work. Uh-huh. So for me, I, and, and it took, it took time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, but about, <laughs> about a year ago, I looked at myself mm-hmm. in the mirror. I'm here to tell you that I'm pretty sure the Corey was involved in saying to me, mom, you got to take care of yourself. And I had to switch gears from kind of like my living on the edge and not sleeping and not eating food. And, um, like just, (laughs) I mean, you can go pretty far in a Snickers and a diet Coke, you know, for a little while you can do that. (laughs) I realized that if I wanted to continue to, to do what I do, even though mm-hmm. um, a lot of my intention has changed, and and by that I mean, it's not just the thrill of of doing it. It's now this um, strong passion for connecting with people and helping people connect right. um, to who they are and to the people in their lives. Like my my passion is now connection, and so it's now like this connection through creativity, but I had to, I had to start sleeping. So I go to bed now, which is not, it's not usual. <laughs> it's not what I used to be like. Um, I try to eat vegetables, which also wasn't a thing. And I really, really draw so much personal satisfaction from um, walking or hiking or biking and I think in the past, exercise to me kind of felt like, yes. oh, this is what I have to do. And I resented being sore and I resented the time and yeah. I resented the energy that it took. And now um, it's my little sanctuary. And so I don't do anything that's hard that, I, that will make it so I can't sit on the toilet. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, like, you know, like that. Um, sore. I don't like to be sore. But, mm-hmm. but I really um, have found the necessity in nurturing my creativity through, through self-care. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Kate, for taking us there and just being that open and vulnerable. I think that is such an important message, especially for women to hear. So I just appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate though. I will say this just in context of your last episode, um, you talking about your health journey, I do really appreciate, I remember, and it was probably mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it was 10 years ago. You said something about 10 years in, in your post I saw, but I remember the day that I got the Whole30 book from you mm-hmm. in the mail and there was just this sweet note. Oh, I sent it to you? Yeah. Oh. You sent it to me and cool. you just sent this sweet note that said, you're a lot like me and you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know... You know, you, yeah. you know me and um, my therapist friend who I do my podcast with always says game recognizes game and shame recognizes shame. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, no. so I do appreciate that you cared about me enough. And, and this was kind of before I, I sort of had to face it head on Um. But I've huh. appreciated your example so much. And I hate beets. And so I'm never going to eat beets. Beets do really weird things to, your poop, to <laughs> your poop. So I don't know that that's a really good idea. Did I recommend beets? Because I don't remember sending you that book, but I don't think I recommended beets. <laughs> no, I just always like look at your plate of food and there's beets. And I'm always like, not going there. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but you need to know that as you have shared that journey, as a mom of, you know, your five kids. And as somebody who has been a creative Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, and like I said, whether you believe it or not, you have been a mentor to me. It has been very meaningful to me that you put that journey out there. And I can remember us sitting on the cruise and you telling me that your brain just wasn't keeping up and you were frustrated and you were struggling. And I, I remember, and that's probably why you sent me the book because we, when we were on the cruise, you were sharing with me that mm. you just didn't feel good. You didn't feel right. You didn't feel like yourself. And 
um, yeah. that was the path that you were, you were going and um, it has been helpful to me. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad. I'm, I mean, I, it's, it's one, one of those things where you discover something, yeah, about yourself and your life that you, and you just kind of want to shout it from the rooftop, like you guys. And so let me just say this to all women listening who are mid forties, just give up your white flour and white sugar as fast as you possibly can. You know, that's, that's how weird I am, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's just not our friend, frankly. That's kind of what I believe. But anyway, people don't want to hear that. Well, and and I say this just really quick. Um, also on my podcast, and and this is something that I had to probably learn learn the learn the hard way. That's been that's really affected me in in the coaching and the therapy that I have received is the absolute importance uh-huh. for um, you as a leader in your your family, your circle, and if you're a mom or in in whatever capacity as, as a woman, um, you have to go first. My, my husband was actually just experiencing so many health issues that really scared me. And I just thought to myself, we're not young, we're not old enough, um, for you to be acting or feeling this way. And, um, Uh I had to get really serious about my own self-care and then tell him he had no choice. And he had to eat what I told him and give him. And <laughs> and this yeah. was this was about half a year ago. And he changed everything about his eating and his activity level. And and that then affected him his sleeping and his digestion and his weight and his energy level. And um I have now become like I'm a relationship person. I'm I'm just super concerned about people's relationships and connection. And you know what, when your health isn't good and you don't feel yeah. good, you cannot yeah. be there in your relationship. And so I totally agree. 100%. I love what that, what making healthier choices and showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself. I love what it's done for my relationships. So that's a side note, not super creative, but so essential. No, I love it. Well, and just, and generally my podcast isn't super, super long. So I want to make sure I get to ask you a couple more questions okay. um, more along the line of, I mean, I've loved everything so far. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to look at my list and um, I'm going to cut out like two, but let's jump ahead. I would love you to share with everyone. Maybe one of the best ideas you've ever had. It can be in your personal life. It can be in your creative life. And then I want to hear about one that, just didn't go well. So kind of that, well, always reading books and hear from experts about, you know, you got to fail. You got to let yourself fail. I want to hear about an epic flop or something. So maybe just those two. And then my last, so you can be thinking, cause I, you know, then the last thing I want you to share is just like a fun, a really fun idea or solution. Cause we're headed into the holidays and for people that, that feel like they have a lot on their plate, you know, give us an idea, something that helps you during that time. So, you emailed me these questions, and so I have been thinking about them. And it's hard okay. to choose. Okay, I will say this: um, right now, where I'm recording, I'm actually sitting in my workshop, which is and so cool. um, you know, I work from home, and I have like a creative studio, and I also have an office in my home, and I also work at American Crafts, where I have an office. Um, but this space that I have. That I rent. I don't own it. I wish I owned it. Um, but it houses a, a wood cutting machine. You yeah. know, and I've always been a paper crafting girl. But a few years ago, um, four years ago, I purchased this wood cutting machine. And I purchased it as a hobby. Because when your hobby becomes your job, then you're looking for a hobby, which is, I think, what kind of happened to me. But <laughs> um, yeah. this wood cutting machine takes up a bunch of space and requires this workshop. And it requires me to utilize the wood machine enough to offset the cost of the workshop. Yeah, And... The reason why I would call this one of my best ideas 
in in the past year, my oldest son came home from his mission, and turns out he's super creative, and um, <laughs> and bringing him in and involving my family in different projects and opportunities and learning and having fun and. I host classes here. I film videos here. We do photo shoots here. And it, it just is so cool that I have a place to create. And, and I, I think that the best part of it, I love sharing it. I love involving my family with it. And um, I love to be able to earn money with it. I love to be able to yeah. connect with people, but you know what? It's completely 100% on my terms. And I think that we have to have yeah. things in our life that are on our terms because there's yeah. a lot of things that we're responsible for. And I have a lot of responsibilities that can become really, um, they're good and important. And I believe in, in having responsibilities, you know, going back to the full plate situation, but I think mm-hmm. it's so important to honor yourself and have things that you truly enjoy. And that's what this, the wood shop has been for me. And so um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to buy a new machine. I wanted to buy a laser cutting machine because I don't, I don't have a laser. I have a CNC, but it, you know, anyway, so my husband said to me, Heidi, I would rather see you optimize what you have rather than wish for what you don't have. You know, obviously he would never say you can't have this or you can't buy this. You can't work with this. But, right. but it reminded me that yeah. um, when we focus on what we have and we use our creativity for what we have, mm-hmm. we have greater output than when we wish for what we don't have. And imagine what we would do if we, mm-hmm. if we had that. And, and that's been an important lesson. And I think that... Um, it's blessed my life a lot. Hmm. Um, so I think that the best idea hmm. that I had was to purchase that machine. Um, even though it seemed a little ridiculous. Cool. Um, epic fail. Yes. Epic fail. Idea that didn't turn out like you thought or you hoped. You know, as I've been thinking about this question, there's not been anything that was so horrible that I just felt like it was a huge crash and and burn. I will say this, um, and this involves you as well. And it's not, I remember, um, back in 2006, <laughs> um, Stacy says, I have this great idea. She knows what I'm going to yes. say. Oh, yes. And she said, I think that we, she, she invited me to teach a year long online <laughs> class. And you guys, this is before like uh, online classes or e-courses. I mean, just Stacy, can you even believe yeah. if we had the resources it exists now, then. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Can you even, like, does that even, like, do you ever just, like, think <laughs> out about yes. that sometimes? Because we didn't even have, like, video, or, and we didn't have iPhones, and I don't yeah. know, just crazy, yeah. but but I, like, just yeah. was like, yeah, let's do it. And we jumped in, both you and I, we jumped in, and it was, it was hard. <laughs> and in that time, I got pregnant. Yeah. And didn't it was. plan on that. And moved to China. And then we decided to move our family of seven <laughs> to China, uh-huh. which also I didn't plan. And um, I, there was a lot of times during that experience that I thought, these are high levels yeah. of regret. I'm experiencing, <laughs> yeah, high levels of regret. <laughs> yes. And I, I think uh, that was probably one of the hardest years of my life not just be, not because of the class like the class was going on and mm-hmm. I had a, a, two babies under a year apart and moved to a foreign country and started homeschooling my kids and it was yeah. it was so hard but I don't have another year in my life recollection that I remember more clearly or that I had more fun and that I cherish more than mm-hmm. 2007. And, and um, that's the year that 
we did Year to Remember. (laughs) (laughs) Appropriately named before we had any idea. It was so hard. And there were pieces of it that made me feel like I was failing. Um, And there was times that I felt like I was failing the class and failing my job and failing my kids and failing myself. But I have never dug in deeper or learned more or connected more or created more meaningful content for myself than Mm -hmm. that year. And I just think that God knew that that year was going to be such a pivotal time in my life that he knew I was, I was going to need to be challenged in that, in that way. And it, interestingly enough, that class taught me how to interact with a global audience. It taught me how to um, design content that I could share and communicate. It prepared me um, for my next endeavor, which was a digital media company and taught me then after that, how to engage with the world through social media. It was the most, it was one of the most foundationally important and epically challenging experiences ever. Taking on that project was the most foundationally preparing and creatively challenging and um, instrumental experiences for what I would then go forward with. I, I can't even imagine my life mm-hmm. without that, the, the way that year went down. I mean, I hear you saying that in a sense, I mean, I, you didn't know you were putting yourself in quote unquote harm's way. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't know all the things that were coming at you. And because possibly in, in part because you were committed and you honor your commitments, isn't that interesting? Truly, like you already said, but but God was probably involved, you know, and and there there is so much preparation and so much idea generation that comes when you have to do hard things like that. So that's kind of what I'm hearing you say is that's we just cannot be afraid to take on things that are really scary because that is where we actually get prepared for whatever is next. And if we don't get that preparation, then we can't go. Yeah, well, that's where growth is. And yep. if there's anything that's happened in the last 10 years, um, it's that our world just like shrunk 10 times. You know, and the access that we have to one another globally is so awesome. Yeah. And I, I feel like that that's one of the best gifts about this industry. I do too. I do too. Okay. <laughs> wow. I, I almost want to skip the last question because it feels so good right now, but, but I already asked it. So just, in, you know, we're almost in wrap up, but give us a fun holiday idea. Again, it can be in any realm of your life. Um, and we've just told all these ladies don't, you know, pile it on for the holidays in a sense, because that's, you're going to get your best ideas, you know, when you, when you have to have them, but, but what's something that you've done that's been a bit of a solution maybe during the holiday season? I will say this. Um, Christmas is not my favorite. I don't know if you know that about me. Um, I don't know that about you. Christmas, um, my whole life, I think my mom got real stressed out at Christmas time. And um, I do think I know this about you. And so I just, it just was never happy and carefree. Like I just, I'm the oldest daughter. I think that I felt a lot of my mom's stress and, um, Mm -hmm. and I realized that I was doing that to my kids. One of the things that I realized is that, you know, and, and you can try this, you can go back and you try to remember what you gave your kids. You can try to ask your kids what they got for Christmas. It's really hard to remember because we just live in such an abundant um, Mm -hmm. world. I would challenge you to really think and pray and ponder and create one gift for each of your most high-tiered loved ones that that you Mm -hmm. make that comes from your heart in some way. Mm. And that doesn't mean that it has to be like super professional. It can be fun. It can be funny. It can be a joke. Um, I'm going to share last year for Christmas, um, Colton, who's my oldest, you know, he was like 
really into giving handmade gifts last year. He, okay, so I wear aprons every day. And um, apron is is what I love. And, um, but I'm also cold. So usually I, but I don't like to wear my apron over my sweatshirt or my vest because then it's like all like jankity. So I wear my apron and then I put my sweatshirt on over the top. And so he went to like, Salvation Army or Savers or something and bought this red hot chili pepper apron and then bought this horrible like neon sweatshirt and he and his friend (laughs) bought his mom's sewing machine and they like cut it and they pieced it and they sewed an apron onto the bottom of the sweatshirt and (laughs) I remember the picture it was literally (laughs) the funniest it is my favorite gift that I've ever received in my entire life and I laughed until I cried and I will never forget it and the joy that we all felt um, made, mm-hmm. made Christmas, you know, focus on what's meaningful. Don't focus on what you feel like you have to do or what you should do. Focus on what, yeah. what really yes. has meaning. And then I think there's more joy there. Yeah, definitely more joy. That's so I'm going to share a quick idea because it's linked kind of interestingly enough. Um, you know, and, and most of my children have, they're on their way. To, to leaving my nest, but they come home at Christmas. No, I know. But I know. The, it's crazy. But the last, I want to say, when did I start this? Four years ago, maybe three years ago. But I kind of got to that point with teenage boys where, you know, here's my list, mom. And make sure when you get these shoes that you make sure that they have the orange, you know, swish and not the, because if you don't get this, you know, no, 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 you know. And I was right, just like, right. this, this doesn't really feel, <laughs> you know, this isn't the, helping Santa out and creating surprise. This is like me taking your list to the mall. And I'm not sure I really want to do that. Like that's not creating joy for me. So I just decided that I wanted to just give them money and went to my husband and said, how much can we give each one? But I did it in cash. And then, so this is what I've done for the last several years. Um, You know, and like I, I give them the cash in a funny way, but they have to hunt for it. So they get up on Christmas morning and there is like legit, a riddle that's super hard to solve. And then there's a scavenger hunt or, I mean, it takes a couple of them, you know, <laughs> took a couple hours last year. He's like, mom, I just need you to solve this now. And I'm like, I wish I could. It's Santa Claus has left it for you. I don't, I can't help you. You know, <laughs> it's so fun. So it has brought back the joy and they're just hunting for their cash. But, you know, and then their cash is somehow like one was buried in a fake plant and one was, you know, splayed out as a, like a pizza. So it was kind of like a, you know, money pizza and it was hidden somewhere. That has brought the joy back for me because you can take the cash and go buy the shoes that you want. And I think it'd be really even cool if we did it, you know, after Christmas when there's a lot of sales going on and we can all go as a family right. and we can go out to eat and we can go buy, go buy what Trey wants and go buy what Chase wants and but then, then I'm not having to do that. So anyway, that's an idea that has been helpful to me to, to sort of recapture the joy for. I, I love that. Kids. For me, honestly, when I start to get weighed down with all the things that I feel like obligations or this is what I should be doing. And this is what I feel like I need to do. Yeah. And all that, like, I just, it, it really is, is hard. Um, but on the other hand, when I, yeah. when I really think about it, come up with a, idea um the uh, you're just so excited you can't even you can't even wait you know yeah well and that's actually a good place to end with the idea thing is it's questioning questioning the shoulds and the musts and stuff like that i think that's a great way to generate ideas just opening your mind you know and saying if what if i don't actually have to do this and then your brain goes oh you're right you could do this so so cool okay heidi we could eat you up. Man, I wish we could be at the same kitchen table. It would make me so happy. Um, I just could like go on all day. <laughs> but wait, you're not done. You have to answer um, people, places, and things. So tell us about a person, a place, or a thing that's just right on your mind right now that you're super focused on. Well, right now, <laughs> and this is silly, but this is it. This is real. Um, as we're talking, it's the week before Halloween in 2019. And, um, we have a family Halloween party tomorrow night and my youngest son, who's 12, um, okay. is kind of frustrated because none of his friends really want to go trick or treating oh, and they yeah. don't really want to dress up. And so he and his two cousins decided they wanted to be the three amigos. 
And they're all kind of on board to spend Halloween right. together. And tomorrow night is our family Halloween party. Okay. So mind you, this is, it's in like less than, it's in 24 hours. And, um, so I, <laughs> my, my person, place, or thing, the thing that's on my mind right now is how I'm going to make a Three Amigos costume with, uh, like puffy paint and some fabric in the next 12 to 14 hours. So right now, as we speak, Quincy, who's my 18-year-old daughter, is scouring um, the savers, looking for um, appropriate pants and jacket so that so that we can work on the puffy paint later. Yeah, for the, for the foundation. Okay, well then fill in the blank. I have exactly enough time to make an Amigos, three Amigos costume, or <laughs> how would you fill that in? I have exactly enough time for... You know, when you, I laughed when you said that because I never feel like I have <laughs> enough time. Uh, um, and so I, you know, I'm just kind of one that pushes the boundaries on time. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of disrupt your question a little bit and say, I choose the time frame, and. And I'm going to take the time that I need. And so in the next 12 hours, there could be less sleeping than usual. Right. But I'm going to take the time that I need to make the Three Amigos costume. And it's going to be epic. You guys just wait. Oh, thank you, friend. I appreciate you. I appreciate your wisdom, your vulnerability. Just for you, just being as generous as you are with your life and your experiences. Well, thank you. And thank you for just always being there, always texting me back and uh, and for being (laughs) such an important example to me in all things. Wow. So many great takeaways, right? Creating space for your projects on your terms, honoring the people you love with homemade gifts and paying attention to the shoulds and the musts and replacing those with things that will bring you more joy, especially as we head into the holiday season. I can't imagine that it will be hard finding Heidi, but I have put several links in the show notes to her social media channels and to her website. She has so much to offer. So if you are not following her, that is something I would do right away. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Go sign up for updates at stacyjulian.com and then come back next week for another episode of Exactly Enough Time.